1998, he was immediately entranced and worked to become one of the best players in the United States at that time. This skill brought Cherney to the attention of the author Craig Kuby, who in 1982 was researching a book of arcade game tips and interviews. He was touring the arcades looking for hotshot players, visiting game companies, and interviewing game creators, explains Cherney. I was looking for a way to turn my hobbies into a job, and Kuby agreed to mention me to Atari during one of his interviews. Kuby was true to his word, and within weeks, Cherney was invited for an interview. At just 17, he joined Atari as one of the company's 15-star programmers, the only employees responsible for both code and game design. Cherney's was a family of high-achieving academics. Both of his parents and his brother have PhDs, as do four of his step-siblings. In that environment, quitting education to make video games at 17 was akin to running away with the circus. Certainly everyone would have liked to see me complete my higher education, he says, but I only thought I'd be at Atari for a year, gaining some experience. It was seven years before I realized I wasn't going back to college. My family eventually came to terms with it when it became clear I could make enough money in games to support myself. Cherney cut his teeth on the game Major Havoc, and at 18 he was given carte blanche to create his own game. They sat me down and told me to figure out what game I wanted to make and what hardware it would need to run on, he says. I was told that if it needed some artwork, they could probably spare somebody for a couple of days, but it was pretty much one person per project. Cherney's interest in emerging technology, the same interest that marked him out to Sony as the ideal candidate to design PlayStation 4 three decades later, was evident in his first idea. Marble Madness started life as miniature golf played via a touchscreen, he explains. Then we added a trackball that people could roll with their hand to directly control the marble. Initially, it was a motorized trackball, but the costs proved prohibitive. The latest PlayStation 4 controller shows efforts at interface innovation. It includes a small touchpad as well as more sensitive motion sensors, allowing new ways to play games. The Xbox One, of course, comes with Microsoft's Kinect, a hands-free motion-sensing device. When Atari games were 80% complete, one or two cabinets would be installed in local bars for live playtesting. We'd watch people play the game in secret, see if it was too hard or too easy, he recalls. If the game didn't prove popular enough, it was canceled at this point. Two out of every three games didn't make it. Marble Madness, however, became one of the smash hits in the arcade in the mid-1980s. Flushed with success, Cherney quit Atari to start work on his own games as an independent developer. But working simultaneously on the hardware and software proved tremendously time-consuming for one man. After 18 months, he dropped the project and moved to Japan to become a contractor for Sega, creating games for its master system console. It was like night and day, he says, of the change in corporate culture. At Atari, it was all about creativity. If the concept wasn't 100% original, you couldn't make it. Sega was about shoveling the titles out the door. We made 40 games, but by my judgment, only two were really worth playing. We didn't get out of that churn philosophy until Sonic the Hedgehog. The shift from arcades to home consoles was changing the way games were designed. Where arcade games had to kill the player three times in three minutes in order to earn money, home consumers wanted longer and more accessible games. 
Cherney left Sega and returned to California to join Universal in the mid-1990s as vice president of the studio's interactive group. Even in this management position, he was still programming games and designing levels. It was during this time that he met Shuhai Yoshida, a producer in Japan who is now head of Sony's worldwide studios. Yoshida carried out consumer testing on Cherney's first project, Crash Bandicoot. He gave me the tester's note, says Cherney. It was a litany of criticisms of the game by people who were obviously frustrated by its difficulty. It hit me that arcade-style games were not the sort of products we should be making anymore. This act of having to relearn a design approach in a changing world has defined Cherney's career. Today, Cherney is back to working simultaneously on hardware and software as lead architect on PlayStation 4 and designer on one of its launch titles, Knack, a bright and colorful platform game that harks back to Cherney's work on Crash Bandicoot and has little of the grit and violence of most contemporary video game blockbusters.